the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In the 70s, there was a song by a singer named Randy Crawford that tells us everything must change. Nothing and no one goes unchanged. It was a big hit. But I want to challenge those lyrics and remind you that everything but God can change. Hebrews 13.8 tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Know this. No matter what you've been through, no matter how many things have knocked you down in life, no matter how much time has slipped through your fingers, God's promises are still true. You're still going to make it. God's going to fulfill his purposes for your life. Sometimes we let the pressures and the problems outside of us cause us to forget who is inside of us. Everything that has happened, everything that you have faced, God already knew about it and planned for it. Life may change and people may change, but one thing remains sure. God is always the same. For more, go to gracechurchva.org. That's gracechurchva.org. And as always, live big. But what Jesus is teaching us is in God's kingdom, you can't let hard lessons harden you. You will never be able to protect your heart acting like you don't have one. But Jesus is about to teach us something here. God has a plan for your pain. He does. But watch this. But so does the devil. So be careful. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word. Father, open eyes, illuminate hearts, do what you do, and we will give you all the honor. We'll be real careful, God. Just like that cross is is held up at the front of our church, it's all about you, Jesus, and what you accomplished on Calvary. We will always look to you. We will always honor you. We will always remember and keep in mind your greatness, your power. And we thank you for this moment. And we lean into it. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all say, amen. Amen. We're going to be in Luke chapter 8 and verse 4. This should be a relatively familiar uh, parable. Uh, But it is our assignment today. You're going to learn some new things, some old things. And you're going to leave here renewed, refreshed. But I also think light bulbs are going to uh, come on this morning. In verse 4, And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come from every city. It's actually biblical that we have come from all the surrounding counties, some from Maryland, some from D.C., further into Virginia. We even have folks that uh, drive in from West Virginia. And then we have people from around the world. Jesus intended this for the Word of God. But here, here's, here's, here's the reason why it's important. Because the voices in your life will affect the choices in your life. That's important. One more time. The voices in your life will impact the choices in your life. If that means you got to get in your car to get the proper voice, get in your car because it will impact your choices. My Bible says that uh, 
Bad company corrupts good character. I can tell you where you're going by the company you keep. I think it was, was Goth, a famous German writer. He said, uh, tell me who you most closely associate with, and I could tell you who you are. So everyone gathered. They, they, they took the journey. They, they, get, they, they moved by foot, I mean, and, and they had to sweat and deal with dust and dirt and, and sometimes animals as they walked to hear Jesus preach. We had air condition in most of our cars, and, uh, uh, you know, we, 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 we drove and we parked, and, and, you know, it was relatively easy, but folks needed and wanted to hear the word, and they came, and he spoke by parable. Now, all a parable is, is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. That's all a parable really is. And at first, when, when it's spoken, it sounds like a, a typical, ordinary story. But while it's told, it keeps something up its sleeve that suddenly pops up and, and kind of hits you in the face and makes everything clear. So Jesus has the task of explaining spiritual phenomena to people limited in a material world. So there's not really appropriate language where we are to capture it. So he had to take our language to the next level and come up with stories that would somehow illustrate truths. So in verse 5, Jesus says this, a sower didn't sit at home, a sower went out to sow his seed. Now, everyone in this agrarian culture understood something about farming. So typically, what would happen is the farmer would, would first clear the, the land of obvious rocks, big weeds, and, and trees, and, and he'd plow the land the first time. But after the land was plowed the first time, then the farmer would go out with, with a big bag on his side and he'd throw and cast seed on the soil as it's plowed a second time. And as the soil is plowed the second time, the, the plow would plow, would actually, yeah, plow the seed under and the seed would get buried and then it would begin the prompt process of germination, etc. And as he what? Sowed. So he's going to use something they know to explain something they did not know. So if you can understand this, you can understand that. And as they sowed, the wind came along and blowed some of the seed by the wayside or the pathway. And this seed that went by the pathway was trampled down. And because it didn't get deep enough in the soil... The birds of the air devoured it. And then he continues, and actually there's a progression that we'll see a little bit later. And some fell on rock. Now, usually the rock that he's speaking of is the rock that was deeper than the plow blade. So, you know, it was, it was a lot of limestone in that part of the world, and limestone was often flat. And, uh, you know, the plow would, would break up the soil, but sometimes just inches beneath the, the plow, there would be this, this, this flat limestone that, 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 that would limit the growth of the, 
the, the plant. And, and the farmer, though, he didn't know this. This was not an irresponsible farmer. Actually, we get the language broadcast from what they do with the seed. They take the seed and they broadly cast the seed. And what a broadcast does, it casts it to everyone. But if you tune in and your heart's right, you hear what I'm saying? How many of y'all tuned in and your heart's right? You will produce a harvest. And as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Now, God's or Jesus here is using something we understand, explain with something we don't understand. Verse 7, four types of soils here. And some fell among thorns. This is bramble, brambles, uh, thistles, and briars. And the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others, it's the fourth type of soil, fell on good ground, which is fertile ground, ground with no obstructions, no hindrances. And it sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said this thing, everyone that had come from all the counties, if you will, the towns around, they were thinking in their minds, you know, I travel all this way. I left my farm. I left my animals. I left my kids. I left my wife to hear riddles about paths, birds, and thorns. But Jesus knew what they were thinking. So the Bible says he actually raised his voice and began to double down on his message. You see, Jesus did not live scared or preach scared. He knew if you're not convinced about who you are and what you have to say, don't expect other people to be. So everyone's wondering, it's like, you know, all this way, and that's your message, Jesus. So he cried out. He said, no, it's not about the message or the messenger. This is really about you, and we're going to see that more clearly. He says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Now, everyone, unless you've been in an accident of some sort, has ears on their heads. But not everyone at all times has ears in their hearts. And it often took help to understand Jesus Jesus was an unusual, a very ordinary man. You needed God to continue to walk with him because he did things that you wouldn't quickly understand. And Jesus was God taken on flesh. And again, he wasn't, you know, there's this... He wasn't faint-hearted. He he wasn't a weak man. And and if you didn't get it, it's like, well, you know what? You got to pray until you do. He was that type of guy. He kept moving to the next place, doing his his, his things. But my Bible says, "You will seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart." Yeah. And sometimes Jesus will do things in your life to intensely make you seek Him. You want a quick and easy explanation, God said, until you find your knees. Some things are hidden from people that just want casual relationships with God. Sometimes you will have to find your knees. You have to strain your brain to understand the ways of God. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit is the most important relationship you will ever have on planet Earth. And Jesus didn't always make it easy because he wanted his disciples to develop this relationship with God. Where when they didn't get it, God could show them. And if someone's always explaining it, that becomes a problem. They become your God. So God intensely leads you into places you don't get it. So that you'll look up for the answer. Verse 9. 
Then his disciples asked him, Now Proverbs says, wisdom is like a woman. It must be valued and pursued. The Bible just teaches something, married man. Yeah. Yeah. Truth is like a woman. It must be valued and pursued. And if you don't value her and pursue her, she will break down. Okay, y'all about to make me take a side journey here. The Bible says that we are to honor our wives. The King James Version says as a weaker vessel. But other translations say fragile and precious. So when my wife and I were married, I bought her a diamond ring. But it wasn't something I wanted her just to stick in a pocket somewhere. I had it set in a ring. Because it was valued, it was positioned. Do you understand what I'm saying? And when you really value something, you will position it properly. You will find a space for it in your life. Okay, I got got a lot of things to cover today. But that man, that woman in your life are not just to be acknowledged, but valued and pursued. So the disciples asked Jesus, what does this parable mean? Like everyone else, disciples didn't get it at first. You will not always get it the first time you hear it. You will not always get it in that instant. You're not that smart. Don't be so proud. When you're dealing with God, this is a mind beyond minds. This is intelligence beyond intelligence. It's, it's, it's unfathomable, the brilliance of God. And you with your peeny brain think you're going to get it every time just like that. So the disciples who had been following him heard everything that everyone else heard. And then they get Jesus alone. Like, Jesus, what does this parable mean? So like everyone else, they didn't get it at first. But this is the whole point of the narrative. This is why we have the story next to the parable. Because unless you're willing to personally come to Jesus, you will never understand his ways. Unless you lean in, you won't get it. And then he said, not to those who casually hear and walk away, but to you. Those who came close. Those who are willing to pursue until they understand. To you, it has been given to know the mysteries of the golden apples of the kingdom of God. So we don't know because we're smart. We know because God made it possible, and watch this, and because it has been given. You see, people in the world get theirs from their God. There's some things we can learn from people in the world. They're going to get theirs. But what I've learned from them is I'm going to get mine from my God. Because my Bible says you will seek and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. Half-hearted approaches will not get full-orbed solutions to issues in life.
But to the rest, I don't want to be like the rest, not understanding. Walking away, shaking my head, what was all that about? But to the rest, it's giving in parables. This book will remain a mystery to many, not because God's unwilling to reveal it, but because many of us are not hungry enough to pursue it. I am preaching good to somebody in this room. If you really want God, your last name must be hungry and your first always. You got to go after this thing. And for the married folks, if you really want that thing, your last name needs to be hungry and your first name always. Because you're going to have to pursue to get. And he said, it's given in parables for a reason, that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Have you ever had an impasse or a conflict with someone who didn't really want to understand where you were coming from? They just wanted to be right. Real confidence is not always being right. But the willingness to admit, I might have got it wrong. Be confident enough to say, honey, I might have got it wrong. Child, I might have got it wrong. That's confidence. And because they asked, because they lingered and stayed around, didn't just walk away and say, well, I thought he was a better preacher than that. Because they lingered, Jesus said, now, because of what you just did, the parable is this. You get this key, the whole thing opens up. He says, the seed is the word. Now, you I get criticized to this day. Why are you always in the Bible? Why, why? Just tell them some story. Talk more about your life and, and what you're doing. Make them follow you. The seed is the word of God. The seed is not Derek Greer, not Yeremitu Greer, David DJ Greer. The seed is the word of God. That's where the life comes. Criticize if you want. I'm going to stay at it and keep plowing my line straight until Jesus comes. So people wonder why we keep growing when everyone else is shrinking. Well, the mystery is this. The seed is not the preacher humming The seed is not the piano playing. The seed is not the shine of the building. The seed is the word of God. So, in in the parable, when when Jesus said that, you all of a sudden understand there, there was only one constant. It was the seed. The same seed on different soil. God's word doesn't change, but the soils are in different condition. So the problem is not with God's word, but with the soil in that particular area of your life. So stop, stop blaming God for things you have power 
but you refuse to change. And she said, those by the wayside, those along the pathway, those are the people whose hearts have been hardened by the steps of people. Cynicism, skepticism that sets in because you've been run over by life. But what Jesus is teaching us is in God's kingdom, you can't let hard lessons harden you. You will never be able to protect your heart acting like you don't have one. (laughs) But Jesus is about to teach us something here. God has a plan for your pain. He does. Having a baby hurts, but God has a plan for your, your pain. But watch this. But so does the devil. But so does the devil. So be careful. He said, those by the wayside are the ones who, who hear than the devil. Let me say it again. The devil has a plan for your pain. Just like God has a plan for your pain, the devil has a strategy and a scheme for your pain. Those by the wayside or the pathway are the ones who hear, but then the devil comes. And when you've been burnt over and over and over and over and over, it's easy, but it's lazy to think that indifference will protect you in the future. All a bitter heart does is rob the owner and close the door on God's help. God can heal a broken heart, but you have to be humble enough to bring it to him. If you get so hard that I'm going to handle this, I'm going to lock myself in here, it's not that God don't want to help you. He can't help you because you closed the door. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you soften up and let me in, I'll come in and fix the thing. But you got to open, open up. Then the devil comes. The devil can only work with what you give him. And takes away the word out of their hearts. Because of our hard hearts, no matter who says it, how well it says, it said God's word will not penetrate to grow roots and make a difference if your heart is hard, lest they should believe and be saved. I know you've been walked on. I know you've been lied to. I know you have been cheated on. But denying the truth never changes the facts. This first category is heart so hard, the seed never penetrates. And life will make you hard. And realize that when you become that way, it's a setup from the devil. Because he's trying to rob you from the fruitfulness and the productiveness that could be yours. If you would just soften up on the inside. You ever heard of hardened arteries? Just like a hard spiritual heart will keep you in death, a hard physical heart will kill you. If a heart isn't tender enough to expand and contract with every pump, if it doesn't remain flexible and gets rigid, you die. 
And many of us, we're rigid in life. I'm not moving, I'm staring in. No one in, you're staring out, and I'm locked in. Don't mess with me, don't touch me, and I'm not moving. And you're dying. There's no flexibility to go in and out, up and down, up and down, up and down. You're going to just stay where you are. But the ones on the rock, this is the limestone just inches beneath the blade, which is invisible to everybody else on the farm. Of those when they hear, receive the word with joy. It's when we get excited until God starts talking about some cause. See, everything in life of value will eventually cost you something. One thing I found out about life is it will also test you to find out how much you want it and you're willing to pay for that thing you say you want. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Join us next time as we continue this teaching. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Everything in life is an exchange. We exchange hours every week for a paycheck. We exchange energy to visit friends. We exchange time to make phone calls. Everything in life is an exchange. And how much time, energy, and resources we're willing to trade for things ultimately reveal their value to each of us. Jesus gives us an important insight in Matthew 6 and 21. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So the things we invest the most in are ultimately the things we value most. Now, here's a personal question. If God examined the things you devote most of your treasure to, what would he say you valued the most? I will never forget the moment when the Lord gave me a young, inexperienced man minister the most needed advice ever. He said, stop listening to what people say and watch what they do. Man, this is true for me and true for you. Actions always speak louder than words. So what is your life and the lives of people around you really saying? For more, go to gracechurchva.org and as always, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.